Welcome to Coffee and Tequila, the morning show on Mondays and the late show on Fridays. My name is Zach. My name is Alistair. And we are back after a long hiatus. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> we were only planning on going on hiatus in January and we ended up doing December too. And it just, it was nice. Honestly, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I, I, I really, really much, I enjoyed doing this too. Yeah. But it was nice not having this constantly in the back of my mind. Well, we had a lot going on. And for the last two months, and so we needed to really like kind of hunker down and focus and do all the things we needed to really do. Okay, um, very much a reset. Yes, very much a reset. But we are like super excited to be back. We've been talking about it all weekend that we we're really excited to come back, start talking with you guys, get back into a regular rhythm. Morning shows on Mondays, late shows on Fridays. <laughs> you know, we we posted a picture the other day um, saying we were coming back today, and we had a couple comments that were like. Yeah, knowing that, it'll probably be Tuesday or Wednesday. A A A rib rib rib. <laughs> Little do you know how close we came, came to uh, that. It almost thing. happened. It almost happened. Okay, we had a big drama right before this. We lost the SD card. I was like, <laughs> shit. And it was the SD card. I could not lose because I have also vlog footage on that. And I was like, I, for a split second, I was like, did I leave it in New York City? Did, were you really thinking that? I thought it, but I knew that I didn't because I knew I'd watched the footage when I, we got back here. And that I'd gone through it because I'm gonna start vlogs again soon, and so, but you know, so I I, I come in and tidy up and get the room ready for us mm -hmm. while he makes sure that the notes are really really good before we come in here. And I was like, oh my gosh, it got lost yeah. while I was tidying the room. I went through all of our. I'm trash. not I went sure all of our trash looking for it, but I think it did get lost while you were moving things around because I did find it on the floor next to a box. So it's possible. I, I told you I'm moving all the boxes. We have boxes behind <laughs> you. That we're moving all the boxes over there. But it would it was it was stressful, but we've, we, we found we're it. here. That we is the here. point. That is the damn point. We're, we're here. here and we're, we're really queer. excited. We're here, what? we're queer, we're really excited to talk to you guys. Again, um, we have some great hot topics for y'all today. Um I don't know who that is. Uh, we went to New York. This We did uh, go to New York. I, I'm really excited to tell y'all all about the New York trip. I do have a vlog coming up about it. But we're excited to talk about it. The it was New York one trip. of my favorite trips of us mm. together. This is one of my favorite trips. I think it might be the favorite trip. Really? More than the cruise? More than Mexico City? Definitely more than Mexico City. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was our trip to go visit my family. I know, baby. I know. But this one just, there was so much good energy like entwined in this New York trip. So we just got back like a week ago. And I've, I've always been somebody who has always said, no, I never want to go to New York City. I hate New York City. I hate LA. I am a country boy. I want to be in smaller Small towns, town. um, driving a truck. You know, I like driving. Everybody walks everywhere in New York. People get stabbed all the time. You look on the news and everybody's getting stabbed in New York City, you know, and or getting stuck on the else. Highway 405 or whatever the hell it is in L.A., right? Like, so why do I want to go to either of those? I already don't want to go to Austin ever again because it's so crowded there now, too. Yeah. But I have to say... He fell in love. I'm I, I'm born and bred New York, you know. I, no, no, I am but, from New York, you know. But, when I used to live in New York. But let's say so. This is Zachary against his will has gone to New York three times before this time. Mm. This is the first time that he was like, "Let's go to New York," <laughs> and this time he fell in love with it. Well, because it was our buddy Ian's birthday. I do my bloody Judy with Ian, uh, yeah, my horror podcast, and it was his 40th birthday. Happy birthday, Ian! Everybody, give him happy birthday. Um, and he was going to be having a party. He wanted us to go to a way to like say Martin or whatever, and that was. Just not going to happen. But so he said, well, I might do a little party in New York City in January. And I said, one, everybody's getting stabbed in New York. Two, January in New York City, that sounds miserable. That sound, but I did it because this is my good friend, Ian Carlos Crawford. Yes. And it was great. 
And the, the, the crazy part about this is um, as we were planning the trip, mm-hmm. Zachary finds out that all of his internet friends are moving to New York City. <sighs> and everybody's in New York City. So we get like a whole four days of hanging out with all these people that we talk to on a semi-regular basis, yeah. but that we're not around. I So so the, the, I've been to New York a couple of different times. Where I, like my first time going to New York was for your ring weekend. That's the yeah. weekend that I met your, your mom and your dad or... I yeah, met your mom, but I met your dad, I met mom, your sister, yeah. grandpa. Um, and so we we went to that, to your ring weekend, and then we spent a little bit of time in the city, right? Mm-hmm. And I just remember it, it was like summer, it smelled like piss everywhere, I was not excited about it. I think I have it in a vlog, in a video somewhere that I said, that New York is not my thing, I do not like it. Um, you had to. It took forever to get anywhere. I had like a long list of things I wanted to do, all the touristy stuff, Statue of Liberty. Uh, I kept on State trying Building, to tell you, Broadway. we're not going to be able to accomplish all this in one we day. We didn't accomplish hardly nothing. We did cent- uh, Central Park. <laughs> um, and I said, well, why, I said, why do people want to be here? Why do people want to do anything here? It doesn't make any sense. And so then I came back for 100th night, which is the winter also. It was freaking yeah. cold also. It was really cold, but we ended up doing a trip to the city Um with with your your West Point buddies that you went yeah. to school with, and I didn't really know everybody all that well, so it was like it was kind of an okay trip. It was a bunch of West Point people there, all talking about West Point things, and we went to Rockefeller, and it just wasn't brunch, yeah, it just did, wasn't my thing, you know. But we did some fun stuff. It was fun. We, we watched an off Broadway play that we did not like very much. I don't remember. Um, it was like a Sesame Street, like adult version or something like that. Yes. Um, it just wasn't for me, and it just like reaffirmed like I don't like the city. I do not like this. Um. And then we came back for your graduation, and it was the same sort of thing. Like, Central Park was pretty. It was nice, but... but tell me that you didn't have more fun that last time before this time I did, in New York. because your sisters were there, and your sisters made it really fun. They you were... Know, yeah. There was a hoot. It was a hoot. They were crazy in New York. <laughs> and uh, we went to one of the most amazing comedy shows in Greenwich Village. Yes. And that was super fun. That was really fun, and so yeah. I really wanted to go to a comedy show this time. We didn't get a chance to, but... Um, so when we came this time, I didn't have a whole lot of expectations for it like i was just like fuck we'll, we'll go to stonewall i've never been to stonewall before really excited to go to stonewall um and it just happened to be at a time where everybody was going to be there my buddy adam was going to be there ian was going to be there um my, my good friend troy is going to be there and and i was going to meet a bunch of other internet people that i'd you know done podcasts with and stuff like that um and so we ended up doing it and it just like everything from the beginning was like it just felt... It was great. It, it was felt, good vibes. The good vibes, vibes were all good. It just felt like I was like with my people. I was, I was, I was, you know, we were talking about all of the things we have shared interests with. Um, that's always why I like seeing these people, all my internet friends, is because, you know, my real life, I don't really have people to talk about all of the stuff that I am like super interested in, like pop culture, uh, you know, I don't know, Sex in the City, Real Housewives, Britney Spears, um, all, all the things pop culture, right? Buffy... Yeah. Um, and that's all my internet friends, and we get to talk about all that stuff. Well, you get a, a lot more diverse point of views. Yeah. Like, a lot more diverse, like, you know, likes, I think that. Yes. In a, in a place like New York, where you can find people like that, you can network, you can do stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and I, I think it, it clicked from the beginning, because these these people, for the most part, are friends that we've seen online. Actually, I, I have seen Adam in real life before. You've Troy, seen Troy in real life, but real you hadn't life. met Ian yet. I hadn't met Ian. I hadn't met, met uh, Adam's boyfriend, David. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple other people that we met throughout, uh, like Ashley on on the Slayerfest yes. 98 podcast. Because we went to... Met her. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, and I never expected to like meet people like that that have like, done stuff with... And know, I was real nervous online. about it too, right? Because like I, I, I always get nervous meeting people 
in real life. When I'm knowing them online, I'm like, oh, well, goodness. Well, you know, I don't know. What are the, what, are, what, are, what expectation do they have meeting me? And am I going to meet that expectation? But then it happens, and that kind of like falls away, and you have a good time with people. You either vibe with them or you don't. Um, and so we went to Ian's 40th birthday party at Stonewall, and that was really fun. We had a really great night there. Um and then the next day we went to brunch and we did a sex. We had this, a Sex in the City tour lined up. We did. Right? This was the most like epic New York thing that I'd done. Um, not the Sex in the City tour, but what's coming with it. Um, well, well, I told them, okay, yeah. you can either do a Broadway play <laughs> or the Sex in the City tour. Yeah. And we looked at it and we were like, okay, we maybe. chose the Sex in the City yeah. tour, and we did like a private tour. And so we had this. We were going to have a private tour guide, and they were going to take us to all the Sex in the City spots. Carrie Stoop, you know, um, Scout, the bar. Um, which is actually called O'Neill's. And so we were like the, the, uh, the like little flyer or whatever, all of the like what to do said to meet like at the fountain, some fountain, I don't know, across from like Tiffany's. Yes. Yeah. And so we were make, meeting there and we were waiting on a tour guide and this girl comes up with a big fur jacket. I expected to be a gay guy, by the way. And this girl with a big fur jacket and like a, a, a bedazzled, you know, New York hat. Comes up to us and says, you're here for the Six and City tour. I said, oh, we she look said, like faggots. She said, are you Zach? Are you the faggots? And she pointed especially at you. <laughs> she said, are you Zach? And you're like, yes. So, yeah, she said, you're here for the Six and City tour. And, Come and, on. She, she like she, corralled she, us into a She a, said, a I, did, I, I didn't see any middle-aged white women, women so I, I just thought it was you. Just the gays. <laughs> just the gays. She clocked us. Um, it, was you, and it was you, me, and Troy. It was, it she was, was one of the most like engaging people I'd ever met. She felt like Troy to me. So Troy, I, I'm really good friends with Troy because he's so engaging. And he literally, I, I don't know if we have anything that we don't have in common. You know, I... Buffy, I, but... Soon I to guess be. Buffy is Soon the to only be in thing. Common. So she was very much like Troy, and so we hit it off real well, and Troy was with us, and so Troy hit it off with her very well as well. And I could tell you were like, you were doing a real good job. I was like hanging faking on. Faking it till you I was hanging it. on. Yeah. Because him and Troy are <laughs> pop culture superstars. Meanwhile, I he he's my pop culture guru. He's been like showing me everything. We've been watching incessantly the Real Housewives of New York this entire like weekend I've been showing him, yeah. and um so i knew to, i knew enough to hang on we've at least watched sex and city twice and it just like that once and i knew what was going on i so he pretty much he's like real good at faking it till he make it and so he's okay. he's regurgitating everything that i i could tell you you were regurgitating everything i'd ever told you you're real good at holding your own during sex and the city conversations but she was like so into pop culture that it went from sex in the city conversations to just conversations about everything well, pop culture. Is, is she and I could tell about Seinfeld. Yes. Gossip girl. I, I think I knew, mm -hmm. I think I know more of, about gossip girl than <laughs> you, you do. do. Uh, gossip girl, like all of the other tours that you can do in the city, uh, she has done or trained to do. And so you, you, yeah, again, you were real good at just like kind of, Everything that I'd ever told him, I was so proud. He'd like retained it and he was like, it was coming out and he was like spitting off facts. Towards you know, where, where the at, at the end, she was like, oh my gosh, you were so good at faking it. I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't faking it. I really like the show now and the movies now. Well, she told us, know? so she told us on the tour, right? And she's getting paid, by the way, and we're going to tip her at the end. So she's getting paid and she's like, oh my gosh, you're the, like one of the best groups I've ever had. I'm like, okay, okay. Oh, we went to the okay. sex shop that Miranda. Um, uh, went to. We did go to the sex shop, and that, we bought the rabbit. We bought the rabbit. 
by the way. I don't think just that's for a, men. No, it's not for men. We're, and the vibration we're, is not great. We're, we're, yeah. We, we have not used it. We should have brought it oh, out. No, we're, we're, we're just going to put on display. On I think we will, because corner. it was like a Sex and the City prop. And yeah, we got a yeah, Sex and the City so. book. Um, not the, used, unused. The store people there, though, when we were leaving, they're like, this is the best group you've ever had. And I was like, fuck yeah, it is. We're, we're, we are awesome, man. We're good. We're cool. Um, so we went to Carrie Stoop also. That was a dream. That was so was. wonderful being there until the guy who's freaking living no, there. No, I love that he did that. There's a guy who lives there, and he came out on his stoop because there was a bunch of other people there, too. But let me say, this street was so quiet. When we went onto this street, it felt like we couldn't even hear the rest of the city. It was so quiet on the street that we like we spoke in a hushed tone. Um, but this guy came out who lives there, and he comes out, opens the door, and he's like, Guys! Sex in the City is a TV show. There are real people that live here. Fucking spare me. (laughs) One, keep in mind, he bought uh, this place after Sex in the City. Mm -hmm. Two, he gets paid by and just like that. Three, he already has a chain fence. Yeah. Like right in front of it, you know, asking, hey, you can take pictures, but just be quiet. But everybody was quiet. People were quiet. People were very respectful. He, he, he literally yeah. pe- peeked out, peeked out of the window, and then opened the door, and he said, "This is my moment." I think he was just upset that people were out there. But those, listen, you are still letting them film to this day. Still film outside of that building. So come on, you, you just just spare me, okay? You know we what? have a plan. We've decided if we're he wants buy to sell it. it. Well, we've decided we're going to buy it and turn it into a pop culture museum. Yes. And uh, yeah, that's what we're gonna do. That's the plan, okay? You know, just just a couple million off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, just. Um, but right after that, drop we, went the bucket. To, we went to um, O'Neill's bar, which is the the front for for Scout in the movie. Scout. It's Aiden and Steve's bar, and that was wonderful. This was one of my favorite places I've ever been. I literally want to live in here. I was looking up apartments and how much they cost. The ones above it, it's like five thousand dollars a month. <laughs> It was crazy, but it was gorgeous. It was gorgeous. Yeah. The drinks were great. Uh, they brought us out Cosmos. We had Cosmos. We got. We definitely got like a tour discount. But then yeah. we were supposed to go to do a bunch of other stuff on this tour, right? But like we were all having such a great time sitting at this table and talking, drinking Cosmos with our tour guide Melissa, and um, having such a great time. They were like, "Do we just want to stay here instead of going on the rest of the tour? Why don't we just stay here? Let's let, let the driver go and let's have a couple more Cosmos." Yeah, and it was a fun just. We were, it just, it just, it was great. And we were, and at some point Troy said something about the Spice Girls and Melissa just like rips open her jacket. She has this fucking Spice Girl shirt on. And we were like, this is, this is our person. I would never have an experience like that here in El Paso, you know? But not only that, she's, she was also watching uh, the Buffy series with her girlfriend. She loved Buffy. And they're on season five right now. And she is loving it. She's a writer for Nylon. She has her own podcast, Chic NYC. Like she just, like, I, I, I feel like it was, I feel like had I been there longer, have, had I been in New York longer, I feel like I could have run into more people like that, just like out and about and doing things. And it really like clicked for me that this is how people meet people there. You know, this is how people have those connections and how they get there. They, you know, if you're a writer and you need a job, you just happen to bump into somebody who has a gig, who knows of a gig open that they can point you in the right direction. It's like, it just opened my mind so much to like, that's their way of life. Or even topics uh, you want to talk about. Hey, because she's a podcaster, you're a podcaster. Mm -hmm. Um, Troy's a podcaster. And then it was like, Hey, we can talk about these similar, similar things together. Also, like we just had a huge friend crush. 
you know? Yes. You're like, oh, we uh, want to be friends. It just, and when, when, yeah. we, when we were leaving, we were like, hey, you know, and we all added each other on Instagram. It was real exciting. We're like, you should come hang out with us tonight. We're going to be playing like Truth or Dare. We're going to watch some horror movies. Jason takes Manhattan at Troy's house, and you should come. You should just come, right? And she's like, yeah, I'm going to do it, you know? And then we went, um, we like, we all parted ways. We ended up at Troy's house that night, and she didn't really come. We didn't really text her. She didn't message us. Um, we were like, okay, we tipped her. We paid her. Like, she's, <laughs> she's like, that's fine. The, you know, that's I do this all the time. Yeah. I do this kind of trip all the time. And then the next day, she messaged us she in a group. And, and that, she started a group chat. That makes me panic. Yeah. Anytime I see anything where it's in a group, I can't click on it unless yeah. somebody else clicks on it first and tells me what's going on. Yeah. If it, if it just started, you know? It's that anxiety. Yeah, mm. it is. It's okay. Um, and she was like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Let's hang out. And we and we did. And you know what? Monday night was one of the best nights of my freaking life. It was a great night. And we had Ian there, Troy there. We had Melissa. We had Adam. We had us. And, and it just, we hung out at O'Neill's until they closed. And they were literally like picking up furniture around us. They were so tired of us being there. <laughs> no, no, no. no. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. So they closed at two. Yeah. But first, before that, let's backtrack a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to Joanne's. We did. Lady Gaga's. Uh, there's just father's. so much New York. I yes. don't know. Like, I, this just it, we be took a, a picture in the same place at the. Uh, oh, it was Barbara. It was Barbara Walters, Walters. Lady Gaga, um, Joan Rivers, and some other lady. And they all took a picture in the same place that in we did. Booth. We did not intentionally do this either. Yes, it was fun. And then we realized we were in the same booth that they took their picture in. Let me see this. This new, new this this whole episode might just be us like raving on New York right now. <laughs> um, so we get to Joanne. This is Lady Gaga's dad's restaurant, named after Lady Gaga's dead aunt. Yes, same thing as the album. She's got a thing about naming everything about after Joanne, dead, dead Joanne. Um, we have some spaghetti. So we walk in and there's like this merch stand and it's got all this Lady Gaga merch. Cause I figured it was going to be like nothing Lady Gaga in here. Right. We're taking this restaurant very seriously. It felt like a very nice family restaurant, but no, there's Lady Gaga shit everywhere. Pictures of her everywhere. They have the merch stand right when you walk in, we walked in and nobody else saw it. But I saw the merch stand and I yelled across the restaurant at them. I said, they got Lady Gaga merch. And so we went and we sat down, we had a nice meal. They have a bunch of wine. That's called like Lady Gaga red wine, Lady Gaga white wine, Joanne red wine, Joanne white wine. We got uh, Gaga red. We did get Gaga red, which was yeah. apparently their last bottle is what they told me. Anyway, we, <laughs> <laughs> it took him like, he, he, he did not want to give us that Gaga red and he no, finally he came not. down he and gave it to us. To. Um, but towards the end of the meal, I was like, I looked at the waiter and I said like, how often do they come in here? Mm-hmm. And he said, who? Um, Sir. <laughs> You know, who I mean. sir. You know who I'm talking about. And he left, and uh, he he said, um, "Well, her dad's in here all the time, and she she used to come in here a bunch, but people you know would notice her. They'd like crowd her and and all of that stuff. And she lives in California, so she's here like a couple times a year. She's not here all that much. And he could have been lying too to protect it, right? Possibly. Um, but she's he, 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 he's he, 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 he's like <laughs> okay. I've been waiting because I say this all the time. <laughs> well, he said he said, but." You know, when you guys came in, you walked right past her dad. Her dad's table was right next to the merch stand. I was like, yes. I said, so when I stood there next to the merch stand and yelled at everybody. And you saw a man there. I screamed, there's Lady Gaga merch right next to Lady Gaga's dad. Terrible, terrible, embarrassing. Um, Well, it was a moment. It was a moment. And uh, it was fun. Honestly, there, the Gaga Red was good. Yeah, the food was decent. It was fun. It and was a good then, restaurant. Yeah, and, we, and then we we went to O'Neill's right after that. We met Melissa there, and it was we stayed at O'Neill's till it closed. They were literally Which was like two a.m. Yeah, they were literally picking up the furniture around that. I've never seen 
restaurants pick up the furniture and like put it horizontal. Well, or, or, they were probably going to mop it or something. Yeah. Met, probably, yeah. but they were like picking up furniture around us. So we like got the hand. We we're like, okay, well, let's let's go. But we're like, and, and we decided right here, to go so, to Stonewall, so which we, was across the city too. Was Every, it? You know, the, 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 the <laughs> thing about you, Ian, and Troy is y'all will not ride a subway. Y'all, y'all think that you are Carrie in Manhattan, not mm. riding subways and taking Ubers and taxis places. He loved to hail a taxi. <gasps> I hailed my first. Meanwhile, taxi. I was behind him going like first. No, don't take that <laughs> away from me. I hailed my own damn taxi. Um, we went to Stonewall. Stonewall was super fun. We we played a bunch of music. We just had good vibes. Everybody was singing, was dancing, and it was truly one of my favorite nights nights in in my entire life. You know, and it it just like when we left, I felt like this tinge of depression that we were leaving. And like ever since we've been here, I kind of like realized I'm like, Will, I'm having this like a crisis identity. And I'm like, I'm 28 years old. I'm going to be 29. Like, or, I'm going to be 30 soon. It's like, am I wasting my entire 20s? Like, in Lawton, just in, in Lawton, Oklahoma, and El Paso. Is this yeah. really what I wanted for my life was to like do small town to small town? And you asked me a year ago, and I'd say yes. And now I'm a changed man. I'm a New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm just like, ah, oh, man, you know, because Melissa was real cool. But I, I keep thinking that like if we were there, imagine how many people like we would meet our people there. That's where we would meet our people. Yeah. Writers, people like creatives, other creatives, you know, who inspire you. To oh, more, yeah. man, you know, she just like casually mentioned she got to the bar. She's like, yeah, I just, you know, all day I've been working on a pilot. I'm like, I would never hear anybody here say that. Nobody ever, you know? Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, New York is meant for the dreamers. Uh, New York is definitely meant for the dreamers. And Maybe, it was maybe we'll be there in a couple of years. It later. was it was it was wonderful. It was yes. wonderful. Uh I really just we're gonna go back. We have to go back. We're going back real real soon too. Yes, we've decided. Yeah, a couple months. I was like, okay. <laughs> so another thing we did in New York is uh, my buddy Troy was able to get tickets to the View. We really wanted to see Drew Barrymore, but we also really love the View because if you haven't read Ladies Who Punch, it's just it's something you have to read. I've read it like four times already. Uh, no, covered it for the Dunza podcast. We did. Too, we yeah. did like a two-part episode for it. And so we were obsessed with the view. We really wanted to go to a taping for it. And so Troy got tickets to it. And so we went and we were, the, the, we went Monday, uh, Monday morning. And on the way there, we were like in the Uber. Alistair said something like, oh, what if, you know, because we hadn't really like figured out who the guest was. I, I was like, okay, what if crazily enough, <laughs> Sarah Michelle Giller is a guest. And if you know us, yeah, we love Buffy and we love Sarah Michelle. Buffy Geller. is the cornerstone, but and Sarah Michelle Geller is the cornerstone of our relationship. That is the very first thing we bonded over. Okay, that's how I knew this man was. She brought order. us together. It, absolutely. Yeah. And so on the way there, we were like, "Oh well, you know, maybe she's on a press tour right now. Um, let me look up who the guests are." Uh, but I no, but not expecting it to be Sarah Michelle Geller. So pull up who the guest is supposed to be. Guess what? It was the senator who beat Herschel Walker's dad. <laughs> <laughs> that was the guest for the day. We were like, okay, whatever. He's yeah. promoting a children's book, his, his the children's book that he wrote. Um, scroll down. Tuesday. Remember, this is Monday. Tuesday, the guest is Sarah fucking Michelle Geller. Okay? The cussing is warranted. It hurts Sarah, so Michelle, Gell- it still hurts. It's getting hey, my heart. Hey, and let me tell you, they kept us after the taping for a sound test. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, oh, do you feel like we're keeping you and just like not letting you leave? Uh, do y'all want to stay until the next day? 
Oh, Immediately, we like, Zachary and I were like, "Yes!" Yeah, and we yelled yes, it too. We like w- we knew they were joking, but we like we yelled it. We're like, "Yes, we're like, opportunity!" We said, "Please, right Sarah Michelle Gellar." Nobody answered us. <laughs> 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 did not care. And we were a day off from meeting Sarah Michelle Gellar. We applied for tickets for the next day. We were like, "We, we will push our flights. We will skip our flights. We do will, anything if it's meant to be. We will get those tickets." We didn't get the tickets. We didn't meet Sarah Michelle Gellar. But like, stupid, 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 because we should have known she would have been doing press. So close, Ah, so close. So close. Uh. So we didn't meet Sarah Michelle Gellar, but we do have Sarah Michelle Gellar back on our TV screens after such a long time. So she has dabbled. She's back with a new show called Wolfpack, and uh, she's dabbled in little things here and there. She's done like a commercial. She's done foodsters, done a bunch of interviews for different things here and there. Do Revenge. They did have and, like a uh, Buffy 20th anniversary sort of something, but really the last big project that she was involved with was Ringer. And that was what, mm-hmm. like 2011, 2012? It was it was good it, long it, while ago. It was ago. over 10 years ago, mm-hmm. and she definitely took a break from acting uh, to raise her kids. Yes. And now she's back, guys. She is. We watched she, this this premiere, and she, as soon as her name came up, you know, Sarah Michelle Gellar in the credits, we, we were like, screaming. oh, we screamed. Literally in yeah. our house, just ourselves, <laughs> screaming. And um, it, 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 it was crazy seeing that. And yeah. it was crazy because, like, at first I was disappointed that we weren't getting enough of her, but we got about six plus minutes i would say it was like two minutes two to three minutes at most screen time but like they're definitely pushing her as the star for the show but i'm also like glad if she if she's not in it as much as we think she is Mm -hmm. i just want her in other things like white lotus season three well i do think she's oh she needs to be in white lotus season three but like she is going to be in the show more right like this was they know they know what they have when they have sarah michelle giller especially in like a supernatural show you have so quality they they absolutely were like pushing the anticipation by keeping her until like basically the end of the, sh- the episode and I, I but i fully believe she'll be in like the rest of the show she'll be in it a lot more um and if this show doesn't go if it doesn't continue after this season i hope it has put her in front of enough people that we can get her on white lotus i think yeah. white lotus season three would be perfect for sarah michelle giller so i i, I definitely agree and what i'm going to do because i know nowadays everything's about streaming numbers is we are going to constantly stream the show. <laughs> we are going to consistently stream the show. If, if you are not into it right now, let's at least get a second season and figure it exactly. out. Exactly. Let's, let's do that. We, we want her on her screens and that's yes. about it. You know what I've really noticed though, about this whole press tour is like, this is coming right after all of the Joss Whedon stuff. And, um, I know you're not supposed to say the word Joss Whedon anymore. He who must not be named. You don't talk it's about JK Rowling. You don't talk about Joss Whedon. You don't say those names. Um, but like the rumors about Joss Whedon being a shit boss were, go back a very long time, you know, so it's nothing new, but in the past couple of years, it's been really like people have finally started coming out. Actors who they, you've worked with have talking coming. about it. Yes. Ray you know, Fisher was really the first one to like get that snowball going. And then Chris McCarpenter followed yes. that. And, um, and so Joss Whedon and the topic of Buffy is something that people have kind of tried to stay away from. And Sarah Michelle Gellar put out a statement that said, you know, while I'm so proud of Buffy, I don't want my name being tied to Joss Whedon for the rest of my life. But doing this press tour, like it's a, it, it's, it's a no brainer that everybody would be asking about Joss Whedon and the toxicity on set. But what I've been most proud to see was that it hasn't really been about Joss Whedon and how horrible he was. The people aren't really asking her, like, did he do this to you? Did he do that to you? How horrible? Tell us about the stories. Yes, yeah, um, so people say, saying how much they loved her in it. Yes. And 
and her be- being so appreciative of it, mm-hmm. but not appreciative of the 20 years later. Yes. Well, so like people are, are, are really offering more, more than asking about the toxicity on set. They are asking her, they're, they're just congratulating her on her yes. career and what a wonderful career and how great it is to have her back. And I'm so proud to see that um, because it just lets us as fans also get to like celebrate Sarah Michelle Geller being back. And I hope we get much more of her at this point. It, it does. And, and one of the things through her campaign that she keeps on, you know, impressing upon is that she is an executive producer for the show. And the reason that she is that is because she wants to protect the actors in the show. Yes. Especially the young actors. Because it's a no brainer that like, you know, she experienced that toxicity on set, especially back then. Right. But she she doesn't have to. She doesn't tell have us. to give you a story, right? Yeah, like it doesn't. It doesn't. That that, she, that doesn't matter. Yeah, she doesn't owe us that. She doesn't no. owe us that, right? All she can do at this point with the power that she does have now is like she's doing the right thing, and and that is making sure that the people she works with are treating each other right, and that's very very commendable. Um, another yes. thing that uh, that has graced our TV screens, the real friends of WeHo. <laughs> oh wait, Let, let's just have a moment of silence. And appreciation for Sarah Michelle Gellar. Absolutely. Sarah Michelle Gellar be on the Real Friends of WeHo. No! <laughs> this show has been has caused a firestorm. People are pissed about this show. When it was first announced, people were pissed about it, okay? If you, if you are as online as we are, people have been angry. Real angry about this show. They think it's promoting the, the stereotypes that have always been around about gay people. It's vapid. It's soulless. It's, you know, all about self-promotion. Um, all of these criticisms... Um, we did check out the show. We did. Yeah. So we decided that we had to if we we're going to be talking about it, right? Yes. We have to like watch it if we're going to be talking about it. And going into it, I think I only knew about two of the cast members. Todrick Hall, mm-hmm. because he's just been in the zeitgeist for a while. And then Brad Goreski. And he's been also in the zeitgeist, but in a less like visual way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know him. Where do I know him? And I had to like look it up. Like, oh, that's fine. I didn't really know many of the people in this show. I knew Todrick Hall, but like, again, I didn't know Todrick Hall. Like, I've been seeing the things that people have been saying online, but like, mm-hmm. I, I've never really, I remember Todrick Hall from like YouTube, like Beauty and the Beat and, and like Mean Girls parodies, right? But like, I don't yeah. know anything really deeper than that. Um, just from the brief things I've said about it, I've, I've heard about it. And then the rest of them, I'm not too familiar with because my timeline is usually full of like, a bunch of gays talking about Buffy the Vampire Slayer and like, you know, final girls and horror gays. Like my horror gays, like my yeah. timeline is all horror gays, basically. And mine's all fantasy gays. <laughs> <laughs> so but but these this these group of guys really are like known. You know, they do have large social media presences and so they do have the audience, right? Yeah. Now when I watched the show, um I went into it not really knowing much about it. I didn't really know the guys. I didn't really know like all of their stories and stuff. I was really surprised to see that Jonathan Bennett, because I do know Jonathan Bennett, that his husband's oh, yeah, on yeah, it. Yeah, that, yeah. I didn't know his husband, but he's his husband's on it. And um James Vaughn. Yes. Oh, I should have written down the names. I'm so sorry. I have the name. Okay, perfect. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't think I went in because I didn't know everybody so much. I didn't really go in with the biases that the internet seems to already have among yeah. like the, the premiere of this show, because it seems like because so many people already know these guys that they already have, have like a built in hatred for a lot of them because a lot of people are real mad. I just don't feel that I didn't feel the anger about it. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to check it out because we have a thing and this doesn't extend to everybody. Right. But we have a thing where if there's gay content, we do want to check it out. 
We do we want would, to. We will at yeah. least stream it in the back background. Yes. Uh, like first bite, we loved it. Ish. Okay, we didn't love it. Did we love it? No, we didn't mm. love it. I, I, I said that, but we did stream it. We did, we stream, did stream it. it. Yes. Right. And uh, because, like, I feel like once you support gay content. Other gay co- content that you want gets. You and know, again, like, I don't want to hear in the comments. Greenlit. I don't want to hear nobody messaging yeah. me saying we don't have to support every gay project. You don't have to, okay? Okay, so this is kind of my thoughts about it, right? Is I thought it was supposed to be like, it, it's got the name. It is supposed to be like the Real Housewives, right? Mm-hmm. That franchise. It's called Real Friends of WeHo. I'm surprised they didn't get sued for using that name yeah. by Bravo because it's like, what, MTV, VH1? Um, but then, like, the stars of that show are saying it's not fair to compare their show to the Real Housewives then show. Why because would you name it the way I, you did? I mean, I guess they don't have control over what it's being called, right? They don't have control over what it's being named. Yeah. But it was like a no-brainer no that, you know, you take the Housewives, a franchise like the Real Housewives, and, like, you know. Make it gay. <laughs> if you're going to do we just, like, make it gay. Make it about a bunch of, you know, cattiness and and. I, that's totally what I thought it was supposed to be. Um, watching it, it kind of felt like that too. It was leading up to that. Yes. Right? So a big problem I had with it. There's a couple issues I have with it, right? I didn't think it was as bad as everybody's saying. I really didn't. I didn't. I, I thought it was fine. It I think was, it was well made, well filmed. I always give everything well three episodes. Any yes. any any show I ever go into, I always give it three episodes. That's my rule for myself. Is like I will know if I like it by three episodes. So I will watch three episodes of it. The first episode didn't entirely hook me until the end, and even then, I'm not so sure it hooked me. What I can't stand about reality shows and what like really has taken me out of the Kardashians and and shows like that. Is when and people make parodies about it all the time on TikTok. Is when they're sitting down, like sitting on a couch or sitting somewhere, they're lounging somewhere, and they're talking about things. I cannot stand shit like that. I, I would. I that. need you to show me. I need you to show me. No, no, no. Talk, I like the reactions of it. No, you know? just show, uh, show me, show me what you're because t- you're telling me these things. Show me those things instead, right? That's what a, 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 I used to love. For example, I used to love the Teen Mom franchise, and in the Teen Mom franchise, they filmed everything. They used to get them. Like arguing, running around parking lots, running, you know, you know, fighting each other and stuff like that. It's reality TV. Um, later seasons of the Team Mom franchise, it's they sit on the couch and they recap to each other. They have like a producer or somebody or a friend come over and ask, "So how was your day?" And then they talk about the drama rather than showing us the drama. You know, um, they did that a lot. But then at the end, they show us this party, this like engagement party that one of the guys is having, and then there's a little bit of drama there. And I liked that. I thought that was some good stuff. It was Joey Zauzig. Okay. I thought that was good stuff, and I need more of that. So if you're wanting to, like, hook somebody, give us some more of that stuff, right? I think another reason that's, like, really not hitting is when you look at the Real Housewives, and I know, I guess we're not supposed to compare it to the Real Housewives franchise, but it's in my notes, okay, because that's what I thought we were doing here. Um, The Real Housewives franchise, the earlier seasons, the earlier, like, you know, in, incantations of this of this franchise worked really well because it was like say Real Housewives of New York Roni. Um, it worked really well because you have this like group of socialites who were like known within their bubble, but outside of their bubble, nobody really knew who these women were. Right, like nobody outside of Manhattan knew who these women were really. Um, and we, when the show started, we got to like take a peek inside of that bubble, and then we became aware of who they were. Now these guys already have these like real big social media presences and, 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 and followings and like people know who they are already. So they can go into the show with biases, like preconceived biases, you know, like it, it's, it's, it's unavoidable that that's going to happen. Like the whole thing with Todrick Hall, like people are going to go in already having an opinion, right? Rather than seeing people who are like brand new to them, you know? And I think 
in that way, the show doesn't work. It should have been people who are maybe more known in the bubble of WeHo, mm -hmm. but not to us, you know, as, as, as the wider audience. Which I, I do think a couple of the characters are like that. Mm -hmm. I think Todrick Hall, maybe Joey Zauzig, and Brad Goreski. Which one was the influencer? Uh, it was Joey Zauzig. Okay. And then, but Brad Goreski's been on a lot of like reality shows before. Mm -hmm. So I just, yeah, I just think, like, yeah, yeah. I, I, so that didn't really work for me. And it's a reality show. I'm not sure if we're not, if we're not supposed to compare it to the Real Housewives, then I don't understand what the show is supposed to be then. Because, listen, reality shows are, we watch for the drama. No, no reality show about positivity all the time is surviving. It's just not. You know, we may have like... Survivor. You're outliers. Survivor. There's drama in Survivor. Yes, but... There's drama in everything. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I think your outliers are things like Queer Eye. You know, people watch it for the feel-good vibes. But I nobody cry. is watching something called The Real Friends of WeHo wanting, like... I, 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 that sounds bitchy and that sounds catty, but you know, you're expecting Real Housewives, I guess, right? And then uh, people were really upset about them cutting, I think it was half an hour from Drag Race. Yeah, I did. Um, I did see things because about I, that. I think MTV was trying to do like an evening, mm -hmm. you know, like an e like just a gay evening, and um, I don't know why they would have to cut half an hour when most reality shows. Well, why couldn't run it just be like hour? after? Drag race or like yeah. before, like why do they have to cut into it? I don't know. I don't understand that. I, the, I, the, I, I, I don't know like. too much about it because I know you have like drag race and then you have drag race untucked. Mm -hmm. That just, I think we were the perfect people to check the show out. I think because we didn't have the biases going in and we could, we could form an opinion based on watching the show. Right. Okay, we'll see. So I'm going to be comparing it off of the real housewives of New York. You should. Because that is what Don't I'm watching that. right now. That is what <laughs> Troy and you told me to watch. That is one what I'm watching right now. Oh, uh, we've just gotten I've, past no, like so Ramona. I've watched and the, the uh, Real Housewives of <laughs> was it Georgia? No, Atlanta. Atlanta. But I've I've taken you like on mixed on match a episodes. And then of that Mob one. Wives. This is the he 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 won't watch Mob Wives with me anymore. He thinks they just yell all the time. It's the same thing. Three seasons in, babe. Same thing. <laughs> the Madonna biopic has also been canceled. This last week, uh, it was reported that the Madonna biopic that had been in the works is no longer happening. Um, a, a while ago, a couple years ago, there was a, there was a film that was announced called Blonde Ambition. And that's kind of like a couple pages from the script like leaked in. And Madonna was very vocal that like this was terrible. It was not a good portrayal of her life. They didn't know her life. And why doesn't she just do it? And so shortly after that, it was announced that Madonna would take the helm of a Madonna biopic. Right? A studio was taking it on. And it was real exciting news. And that was, again, a couple years ago. Now, this last week, it was announced that that biopic is off the schedule. It is. It has been dropped. It is not happening. Even earlier this year, they had... Like a Madonna boot camp that a couple actresses went through. It was like Florence Pugh. And, uh, oh gosh, what's <laughs> Pugh? Pugh Pugh. She could have been Madonna. Um, but then it was eventually announced that like a Julia Garner would be playing Madonna. And I, I was really excited about that, actually. Um, and now the Madonna Biobook is just not happening. And so, like this weekend, The Sun put out an article. And The Sun, again, take it with a grain of salt. It's The Sun. They have put out an article saying that the studio was really upset with how controlling madonna is 
on this project behind the scenes. She's controlling every little aspect. She wants control over all of it, but she's not really giving anything, you know? And instead, is posting all of her Instagram, all of her TikTok, these really weird, erratic posts, according to The Sun. I don't know. I would have loved to see this Madonna biopic. I have to be honest with you. I was really excited about it, and it's real disappointing to see that that's going to happen. I wonder if another studio will pick it up or if anything will happen. So allegedly, I heard that Christopher Ciccone said that because they did not choose him as a set designer, yeah. it wasn't going to be good absolutely, at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. That's not allegedly. true, by the way. That has nothing to do with this, but I'm <laughs> sure Christopher Ciccone is raising his fist at the screen. <laughs> He's like, if I had done the Madonna biopic, it would have been better. But, but I do feel sorry for whoever was connected to it, and they're like, okay, now it's gone. And I've been holding like all this time and refusing all these offers. Do you think they could have done this. a Madonna biopic in, in, in a, an accurate way, though? Like, I no. wonder how, no, no, how, no. how far it was extending, I, if it was just going to be like a slice of, if, if, of if, live if documentary from, yeah. or like a full career retrospect. So honestly, if it was from Madonna, I would expect it, obviously... I, I, the only Madonna mm. book I've read was Christopher Ciccone's, <laughs> but I'd almost expect it to be like a fantastical Madonna, you know? Okay. So this you know, is like, what I, yeah. Well, like, like, yeah. like a perfect version of what her like life was. I agree with and that. I would have been yeah. fine with that. Madonna has a very specific, like Madonna origin story. I talk about this with Troy all the time is that yeah. celebrities have their origin story. It's very important in the, in, in the, in the life of a superstar to have their origin story. And it doesn't even have to be a real origin story, just something created. There's a lot of rumors that like Madonna, so her, her big thing is that she went to New York, gave money to the cab driver with like how, however much cash in her pocket. She gave money to the cab driver, said take me to the center of everything. And he dropped her off in Times Square. And she like, you know, was scraping by. And I do believe she was scraping by. She was struggling. She struggled. But, you know, there's a lot of like, pieces of her story that people have called out and said well that's not true that's not true it is the madonna history she has written her own history and i think the but the biopic would have been the madonna history plus extras that she has probably drummed up yeah. <laughs> and created and, and fluffed which, which and honestly like, i would have loved i would I, I don't I, I would, know i would have uh, kind of loved that more than the real story i don't know if madonna was you know, like beef it up a little bit Madonna should have been attached completely, but I don't know if I, if a Madonna story told by Madonna, this is my, this is my unpopular opinion, but the Madonna story told by Madonna, written and directed by Madonna, would have worked all that well because I think she would have. I I just don't see her not making like not showing, the bad parts, you know. That maybe she was a little bit narcissistic and controlling and like well, the bad parts of herself, and, not yeah. necessarily it's the like bad parts of her story. You don't you know? do something about yeah. yourself and you're I, I it, and are able to tell a well rounded portrait, you know, a well rounded story. She would have like, you know, had some bias towards herself and made her look like the hero or like that's what I, I think would have happened. Um but I was still excited to see it. I'm real excited to see it. Yeah. And I'm disappointed it's not happening anymore. But it leaves a question. So like in the sun, it's saying that the studio was really um, uncomfortable with what she was posting on social media. And this is kind of like what's happening with Britney, too. And I was talking with Troy again. Troy's just all over this doc, this, this, this podcast today. But I, I, I talked about this with Troy. And I'm like, do you think that like celebrities and the access we have to celebrities and what they do on social media is like affecting their legacies? Can it? Can, can it? And what do you think? I definitely think you can. I mm -hmm. think that the whole uh, perceived, I do want to say perceived, you know, yeah. perceived weirdness of this, but also you're, you're seeing women or men in generations that aren't like ours expressing themselves through 
the filters of you know what w- what we know now, right? Yeah, I think there is an expectation on how people should act. Right, um, people don't want Britney posting in the way that she does on social media because it's not the way that we expected her to come out of this conservatorship. Everybody expected her to come out perfect, perfect and yeah. healed and done. Right. And if she does, if she is struggling with mental illness and she's struggling with, you know, trauma, it, it has to be done in the right way. She expresses, she has to express it in the right way. Right. She has to do a, an interview with Oprah and she has to talk about what, how it made her feel, but like her doing spins and like, you know, posting, over and over deleting posts, deleting Instagram, like, you know, it's not pretty the way she's working through her trauma and like clearly like spiraling is not pretty and people don't like that. And so people don't accept that. And with Madonna, you know, she is, she is the queen of pop that we, we have crowned her the queen of pop, right? And, 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 um, she should act and conduct herself like the queen of pop. She shouldn't be posting, you know, and she's an old woman, so she shouldn't be posting, you know, in the way that she's posting with her ass out and, you know, all of these photos and these these videos and, like, the way she's acting is just not of a lady her age who should be the queen of pop. And people just don't like it, you know. Um, and while we know Madonna and her fans are, like, sticking with her and we're, we love her, we love Madonna, you know, newer generations, how are they going to see Madonna through this lens? This is the lens they're seeing Madonna through, right? And this is the lens that the newer generation is seeing somebody like Britney Spears through by the way we don't talk about men like this <laughs> we don't it doesn't happen but this is just this is the way we're talking right now um and so i do i do think the question is like how is the, how are these newer generations going to see these icons and and know about their legacy seeing them through this lens are they going to take it upon themselves to do the research and really like inform themselves and like yes these people are icons they're icons for a reason. You know, they're, they did a lot of important shit. Let um, me tell you that if if some of those videos from Madonna, mm-hmm. I saw them, I wouldn't be like, okay, I want to go watch her music videos. I wouldn't. I, 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 I wouldn't. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, but maybe that wasn't her intent. I don't know. I just don't think she cares. Uh, I, I, like, I, I think that you can be, you should be able to express yourself however mm-hmm. you want to. You know, like worrying about your legacy worrying about your status worrying about like where you you're at in the world all the time even as you age who who gives an f it sounds who gives an exhausting f? you do you mm-hmm. f everybody else f everybody else it sounds exhausting it sounds like these people have been doing these things these they've had these careers they've had these like go 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 careers for so long that they got an Instagram. They're just fucking doing shit. They're doing, you know, they're posting what they want to post and they're doing what they want to do. And like, it's just a bunch. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's funny. It's, it's going to be interesting to see when we get older, what like the generation after Gen Z is saying about Madonna. Right. Because I think Gen Z still can like have a grasp on who Madonna is and the icon that Madonna is. But like generation after that, what are they going to say? You know, generation after yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's interesting. Well, we have come to the end of our episode, but before we kind of click out of here and leave you, we want to leave you with one thought about Tyree Nichols. Um, I want to just give a quick little something about about him. Um, Tyree Nichols was murdered by police in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, they beat him to death. He They beat him after a traffic stop. He died in the hospital three days later. Um, his family released a picture of him in the hospital, very badly beaten, and he lost his life. 
Now, these these police officers who beat him to death are they have been arrested. They there's an investigation going on all of these things, um, and we're likely going to be getting a lot of commentary on like you know it's the same sort of thing. What did Tyree do wrong? How could he have lived? He was resisting arrest. He wasn't doing the right thing. You know, listen to the officers. All of that com- com- commentary is going to happen. And it's, it's sickening that it's going to happen because this is a 29-year-old man who, who should never have lost his life. If you watch the body cam footage, these, these police officers were extremely aggressive in this situation. They very clearly scared him. Um, you just don't know how you're going to react in a situation until you're in that situation. And he, there's nothing he did that warrants his death in this way. His death period. But there's still going to be all that conversation about what he did wrong. He should have listened to police, all of that. So I, I just have a couple of uh, thoughts about this. Um, and I wrote them down because I don't want to, I don't want to like speak in circles with this. And I think I already kind of am. Um, I just want to stress that this, the Tyree was a real person. He was a man with a child. He had a family. He had a life, so much life that he should have been living beyond this. Um, he loved photography, and I'm not sure when the last time he updated it was, but he has a website for his photography. And on this website, he wrote a little message, and I want to read that before we kind of head out of here. Hey guys, my name is Tyree D. Nichols. I'm an aspiring photographer. Well, I mostly do this stuff for fun, but I enjoy it very much. Photography helps me look at the world in a more creative way. It expresses me in a way I cannot write down for people. I take different types of photography, anywhere from action, sports, to rural photos, to bodies of water, and my favorite, landscape photography. My vision is to bring my viewers deep into what I am seeing through my eye and out through my lens. People have a story to tell, and why not capture it instead of doing the norm and writing it down or speaking it? I hope to one day let people see what I see and to hopefully admire my work based on the quality and ideals of my work. So on that note, enjoy my page and let me know what you think. Your friend, Tyree D. Nichols. And I just thought that that statement from him, that little message from him, it brings more to humanity to somebody who was cruelly taken from this world because of an act of... Of, of disregard for life, of such inhumanity, of police brutality. And I want us to all remember that Tyree was a, a very real person and he is no longer here. He'll never get to talk to his family again. His family will never get to speak to him again. His son will never get to speak to him again. And they are the ones who will have to struggle with this. So please be careful with your words online. His family is going to be reading things. They're going to be having to deal with, you know, all of the rumors about him and all everything that's coming out. And just be kind. Just try to be kind. Okay? He was a real person. Um, and with that, we are going to leave you. Thank you for coming in and joining us for our first episode back in Coffee and Tequila. We will see you on Friday for the Late Show. We hope you have a great rest of your day, great rest of your week, and we will see you later.